the B2B Messaging Podcast by Winter. Welcome back to the B2B Messaging Podcast. Today we have Mark Huber, Head of Brand and Product Marketing at Metadata.io. Mark, thanks for being on today. Thanks for having me. Let's do this. First, get to know you a little bit. How did you end up in product marketing and how did you choose that path? Yeah, it was kind of by accident. So a story within a story, I've always wanted to be a writer of some sorts from when I was a very little kid. I wanted to be some sort of sports journalist until I realized that you really have to grind for a long time and you don't make very much money. But it brought me into marketing once I graduated from college. And I think for me, product marketing really is all about storytelling and and figuring out how to use the right words to clearly explain what you do and how you do it. And when I joined Metadata, I was originally the director of growth, which is kind of a, a made up title. It means so many different things to so many different people. But as we scaled the marketing team, I ultimately ended up in a product marketing position that I could bring my love of marketing and, and my love for writing together for the first time in my career. At Metadata, how is messaging currently being done? Yep. So when I first started, it was done feel embarrassed to say this, but it was done without really getting market feedback and talking to customers. So it was written in a vacuum. It was very inwardly focused and it was all about us, all about metadata and shocker. Most people don't care about your company or what your product does. They care about what it can do for them and how it will make them feel and and be more successful at the end of the day. So for us, what we do is we use our customer advisory board there's about, I think, 15 to 20 different B2B marketers on that board as a way to message test anything that we're really doing from a campaign perspective, from a new feature release perspective, from a bigger messaging rollout and release. And we use that. And then before, we've also used Winter as well to make sure that we're much more confident in the message that we're using is going to land when it's announced. We're not guessing, you know, is this going to work well or is this not going to work well? Because we've already gotten that feedback incorporated. Who comes up with the key messages that you want sent out to the market? Yeah, so it really are customers at the end of the day. So to walk you through one of the the processes that I put together here, I met with upwards of 20 to 25 customers who are different types of customers for metadata. Some are longtime customers and know the product really well. Some are recently signed on customers. Some are prospects that are in pipeline right now and may or may not end up buying metadata. And then I'll also meet with B2B marketers who really don't have any knowledge of metadata. And what I did was I took all the different common themes that were clearly coming out by way of those interviews. And then from there, I figured out, okay, these are the top three to five points that our value prop needs to touch on in some way based on the themes that are coming out of those interviews. So it's a lot of listening not writing at first. I think if we would have written what we think the message should be right out of the gate and went with it, we would have totally missed the mark. And thankfully, by getting that feedback from customers and prospects who might be a fit for our tool, that got us on a much better course for coming up with messaging that that lands at the end of the day. Because like at the end of the day, people don't really want to read buzzwords. There are buzzwords everywhere in B2B SaaS. And it was very clear to us through these interviews that there was a desire to just talk and and write in human conversational words that you know you would text your friends or family and I would do the same. And by doing that and stripping out all the fluff, we got to a, a message that, that lands and really resonates too. Once you've gathered and put together your messaging, 
who is the one that takes that and turns it into website copy? Yep. So we have, we like to joke about this. We have a one and a half person product marketing team. I get to do about 50% of my time in product marketing. And then Alex Verdon, who's our director of product marketing. She's our only full-time product marketer. So what we'll do is we'll try to divide and conquer, whether it's for a core page on the website that usually falls under me. If it's a landing page for a new campaign or a new product release or some sort of release webinar, that will fall under Alex. So we try to play to each other's strengths, but we use writer.com to make sure that whatever we're writing still sounds on brand and supports the overall tone of voice that metadata has kind of been come to known and, and be loved for. So we make sure that regardless of who's writing, that we're all using the same messaging and it sounds like the same metadata, no matter who's written it. How do you know that your messaging is working? So first thing, I love that you started there. We try to limit the number of messaging cooks in the kitchen, because if you try to come up with a message to satisfy every single person in that kitchen, it's going to water it down and it's really going to strip away the punchiness of it. So what we'll try to do is we'll try to still take a, a stance on something at the end of the day in our message. It may piss some people off. It may cause some people to look to one of our competitors, but good messaging at the end of the day filters out the, the people who might be a poor fit and attracts the people who are a better fit. So for us, we try to really limit messaging by committee because I think that all messaging by committee projects, it just kills good messaging. And the fewer people that you have involved in the approval process, the better off that you'll be. What do you use to validate that positioning? Yeah, so we'll look at a couple things. One, we will test again with our customer advisory board. We'll also look at our own ad campaigns that we run through our own product. And then we'll start to see based on some of those leading indicators of initial engagement, what is you know potentially resonating. And then after some, some testing, we'll kind of pick, you know, all right, there were 15 variations of this message that all talked about the same value prop, but what are the right words to be using? And then we'll narrow in on, you know, hey, these are the three to five that are really landing with people right now by way of engagement or comments, because you can't quantify all of this. There's a huge qualitative component to this as well. So we try to look at some of those leading quantitative indicators and then also look at qualitative things like, you know, whenever messaging is being used as part of a new rollout, we'll use gong trackers to then see, did that land well? What was the initial response? If it landed poorly, let's also listen to that because we want to make sure that whatever our sales team is using, it is the right message at the end of the day. So we don't want to just be patted on the back by when you know good messaging lands. We want to be made aware of messaging that falls short by way of trackers that we've set up in Gong because it's a constant process. You know, you shouldn't just set it and forget it. It's something that we're looking at quarterly and sometimes monthly. And without that ongoing feedback loop, you run the risk of just leaving a stale message out in the market that isn't resonating. What are the metrics that you use to validate the messaging? Yeah, so if we're looking at ad campaigns in particular, like sometimes we'll we'll run ads that are more consumption-based. So trying to keep people in their feed versus driving them away from the particular platform. So we'll just look at content consumption. And then if we're trying to drive people away from the platform, we'll start to look at click-through rates and then see based on the different variations that we've run through these campaigns, what has the highest click-through rate. Now, that's not to say that that is the end-all be-all message that we'll, we'll go with, but it helps us kind of narrow down the different ways that we can kind of reword the message based on what we know, what is landing. And again, it's a very iterative process and we're looking at it, you know, I'd say 
every probably week to two weeks when we're launching new campaigns, because we want to make sure that we're, you know, getting a message out into market long enough to see if it's working and not just changing course, you know, after every single launch campaign, because we do launch a lot of campaigns. Yeah. And that brings up a, a question. You're talking about shifting maybe every couple of weeks, but what are your ongoing activities to help improve and optimize your messaging? Yeah. So the honest answer is we're probably barely scratching the surface of, of how well we could be, you know, revisiting and optimizing the message. I think for us, we look at it very thoroughly every quarter because there are things that can be, you know, happening in the outside world that will then impact your message. Perfect example, the messaging that we were using in, let's say January, February of this year, by the time that March came around, we realized that, Hey, this message is not working. So we got to figure out, you know, with the down economy and the recession, whatever you want to call it, you can't just keep using the same message. So by way of gong trackers and just anecdotal feedback from our sales team, and then some of the poor performance from our ad campaigns, that was like a, a light bulb moment for us that we need to revisit the messaging to really reflect the outside world and what people are, are, are struggling through every day. So we went through a big a messaging revamp in March and then came up with a couple different landing pages that targeted very specific personas, a marketing leader, a marketing doer, and then a finance leader to show how metadata can help them in a down economy, uh, because we really don't have any idea when the down economy is, is going to pick up again. How often do you think messaging should be updated? How often should you update the positioning? Is it a quarterly kind of standard or what's your opinion on that? Yeah, I think for me, I'd probably go quarterly. I think anything, but most marketing teams in general are strapped for time. And I think product marketing teams are even more strapped for time. So I would say, you know, set aside time with, we have a, we call like a little tiger team with our three to five AEs who we know want to be part of this process and want to test out new messages, knowing that some of these are going to land well, and some of them are going to tank. So we'll get together with them every quarter and, and just figure out, all right, based on the message that we've had out into the market, does it need to change? If so, what are you hearing? And kind of make it a collaborative process. Because I think the other thing that we've really learned at Metadata is when you come up with a, a message that you want your sales team to use, but you don't include them in that process of getting to the message, they're not going to use it. So you have to make sure that they are involved, that they feel like they're being listened to. There's a lot of giving and getting to make sure that you know both sides are, are happy with the message. But at the end of the day, you don't want to waste your time as a product marketer coming up with messaging that your sales team is not going to use. And that was a huge learning lesson for me because I thought in the early days that, Hey, I talked to customers, I know exactly what we need to say. Here's the message. And then, Oh wait, they are not actually using it. It's because I didn't really include the sales team in the process when we first went through this in early 2021. Bring it a little bit more personal for you. Is there a, a launch, a product or a company that you had the most fun working on messaging? Yeah. So I didn't know that you were going to ask this question, but I have a great story prepared for you. So yes, there's a campaign that came to mind. And I think in the space that metadata plays in, there are very, let's just say very broad claims that are made from some of our, our direct competitors. And it's, it's difficult for our audience at the end of the day to figure out what's real and what's not. And what we did was we kept running up against six cents in conversations. And Sixth Sense is really a sales tool at the end of the day. Yes, there are marketing use cases for it, but it was built for sales professionals. And we kept running into this objection. Well, I have Sixth Sense for this, or can I just use Sixth Sense for that? So what we did was we interviewed a couple mutual customers. Some of our best customers are Sixth Sense and metadata customers. 
And we got their input on, you know, this is the world that they see Sixth Sense in, this is where it fits, and this is where they see metadata fit into that same world. And we came up with a, a competitive comparison page using that feedback. We got really targeted social proof for that landing page too. And we pissed some people off. And when I say we pissed some people off, we had the CEO of Sixth Sense text our CEO as well. And he didn't say that we were wrong in the message that we used or how we framed everything, which was a huge compliment. He asked if we would take it down and our CEO, Gil Alouche, said, no, we're not taking it down. And then he sent me a text immediately after that and said, hey, nice job, because he didn't tell me that the landing page was wrong. He just told me to take it down. In your experience growing throughout your career, what does it take to become great at crafting messaging? What do you think is needed? Yeah, so I think there's two skills that come to mind right out of the gate. And the first is a lot of writing and really just getting repetitions at writing. The more repetitions that you get, shocker, the better writer that you become. And I think product marketing, writing is such a core component of what good product marketing looks like. And then the second thing is knowing the right types of questions to ask whenever you're interviewing people to you know, go through some sort of messaging exercise. I think whenever I would do interviews with some of our customers and prospects, when I started, I had a laundry list of questions and I kind of went at the interviews in the wrong way because I was trying to get through every single question that I had. And where the beauty and the gold is in a lot of their answers is in the follow-up, the unplanned questions. So rather than just mowing through your list of 20 questions, well, maybe they said something when answering that third question that you unpack a little bit more and then you ask why or how and you get them to explain more and more. So I think just being a good writer and then knowing how to interview well and, and knowing how to ask really good follow-up questions to get to the gold. Well, Mark Huber, I appreciate you being on today. Do you have any last words of advice, any tips that have helped you throughout your career? I never thought that I would get into product marketing, but I think it's something that for me, a lot of it is self-taught by just following people who are building in public, following other B2B SaaS companies that I admire and, and pay attention to from afar. And you'd be surprised how much you can learn on your own and also not have to pay to learn as well. So as long as you're curious and you're a self-starter, there's no easier way to, to break into product marketing than to just consume good product marketing out there and, and cherry picking the best of you know, what you see from all of these different companies. That's great advice. Once again, B2B Messaging Podcast, Mark Huber, Head of Brand and Product Marketing and Metadata. Thanks so much.